Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. What do you think Putin thinks of Trump? Oh, he very clearly sees Trump and Trump as a buffoon. Um, and, I mean, Trump is in some ways the expression of everything that Putin disdains. He disdains lack of control. What starts here changes the world. Well, I've got to admit, I kind of like it. What starts here changes the world. We are the music makers, and we are the dreamers of dreams. The average American will meet 10,000 people in their lifetime. I was handcuffed to another man from another tribe whose language I did not speak. Don't think. But if every one of you changed the lives of just 10 people, and each one of those people changed the lives of another 10 people, and another 10, we did not know each other. And we could not speak to each other because if we could have spoken to each other, we might have been able to figure out what was happening to us. To every politician who is taking donations from the NRA. It is because America has not invested in its people. Shame on you. And you can change the entire population of the world, 8 billion people. And if we could have figured out what was happening to us, we might have been able to prevent it. If you think it's hard to change the lives of 10 people, change their lives forever. Well, that didn't happen. And here we are. You're wrong. Are you better off than you were four years ago? You didn't know this kid, okay? We did it. They're looking for help. We call BS. They're looking for help. They're not looking for more of the same. When people lose their jobs, there's a good chance I'll know them by their names. When a factory closes, I know the people who ran it. When the businesses go bankrupt, I know them. We will respond with that timeless creed that sums up the spirit of a people. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. And when we get enough money, honey, we'll bring you down. Children were saved, and their children's children. Generations were saved by one decision, one person. But changing the world can happen anywhere, and anyone can do it. So what starts here can indeed change the world. But the question is, what will the world look like after you change it? Welcome to Public Access America. One thing that he also has cultivated as part of his image is his never betraying emotions. That's not true. He's actually, he actually betrays emotions quite a lot. But his idea of himself is somebody who has a flat affect and purposefully never shows any emotions so, and is always calculated uh, in, in everything he does and says. Also not true, but that's what, how he thinks of himself. Trump is the exact opposite of that. And that, uh, I mean, I think that that kind of lack of, um, uh, of, of, I mean, lack of control over his words and actions and emotions and reactions makes Putin look down on him. I think at this point, Putin feels also a little bit betrayed because uh, along with much of the media establishment and certainly much of Russian media, he has bought the idea that he elected Trump. He loves that idea. I mean, he took a couple of victory laps after the election, and now Trump hasn't delivered. 
in 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 a way, Russia's worse off with Trump uh, in office than it was with Obama in office. Because sanctions remain in place. There's no sign that they will ever be removed. Trump is less predictable. Obama was always, uh, you, you could basically easily predict that he was going to go for the least engagement possible in, every, in any given situation. It's not true of Trump. Trump liked firing 59 Tomahawk missiles at, at Syria. Trump loved dropping the mother of all bombs in Afghanistan. It looks really good on television. As Trump gets put, pushed into a corner, what is he going to do? To, to, to make himself look good on television again. Putin understands that kind of thinking very, very well. Things are getting, I mean, as we speak, things are getting pretty rocky in Syria between, uh, between Russia and the US. And uh, uh, I, was, I was just in Moscow recently and Russian television is talking about how, uh, how Trump hasn't sort of made good on his promises. And Russian television is also spending a lot of time on Syria, on how Russia is waging a heroic war against ISIS in Syria, and American-backed terrorist forces are pushing back. That's the narrative, right? America is backing terrorist forces in Syria, and Russia is, is waging war against them. It's hard to get Russians mobilized behind the Syrian effort. It hasn't been nearly as popular as Ukraine, but it's important to, to Putin personally, and he, he will not step back from it. So one of the questions is by 2016 election, there's a lot of talk of Russian botnets, propaganda, um, influence on social media. How does that happen? Uh, Going back to 2011 and 2012, what is the Russian government, what does Putin see when, at that point, it's Facebook and social media seem to be driving protests, change in the Arab Spring. Is there a moment where they're um, reconsidering tactics or realizing the power, the danger of social media after, the, uh, after 2012? I I wouldn't overemphasize it. Uh, I mean, I, I I was just talking recently to Adrian Chen, who did that wonderful story on uh, the Russian troll factory. And he said, if I'd known that uh, the intelligence agencies were going to use my article so prominently in their report, I would have emphasized how incompetent they are. Mm. Um, it's not, you know, it's not that all that we imagine it to be. Uh, they did catch on to social media. They caught on to social media late. Uh, they um, and and not every agency has even figured out that social media exists. When the political crackdown began, they didn't employ social media at all uh, in their investigations. They would, um, you know, they would go through people's printed out photographs and and written, handwritten notes to try to figure out contacts. They never went online to try to figure out how to crack down on people's actual networks. Uh, so it's, they have a lot of money to throw around. They are interested in uh, increasing their electronic influence around the world. This is true. And there are some companies that are enterprising in sort of absorbing that money and doing stuff for that money. And they have no scruples about what they do. But to imagine it as a concerted effort and uh, sort of an all-out war on Western democracy through high-tech means gives them a little bit too much credit. So what does Putin want now? 
he started wanting respect with Bush, but where are we at this point? What's his approach to the West? Oh, he still wants the same thing. He still wants to a bipolar world. And that's, um, I mean, the Syria story is actually a perfect example of how, of how that's unfolded. You know, the, Putin's happiest moment came in September 2013 when he hijacked Syria. Uh, if you recall, Obama said there was a red line uh, and then he couldn't get congressional support for intervention in Syria and then he decided not to do it without congressional support and he basically was losing face and Putin stepped in and allowed him to save face and said that he was going to negotiate uh, a chemical disarmament with uh, Assad. And he wrote an op-ed in the New York Times, which the Times published, uh, that is, uh, that that was just perfect Soviet uh, sort of use of American rhetoric, rhetoric against the United States, calling out uh, the U.S. For, uh, for its willingness to violate international law. I mean, this is the man who annexed uh, huge chunks of neighboring countries. Uh, uh, but um, so that was, he was on top of the world then. And then uh, a year later, suddenly he is a par an international pariah. Nobody comes to his party. Uh, the, he's under sanctions. Uh, the, the, I mean, Ukraine, he could have anticipated that, that there would be a strong reaction. But the anti-gay campaign, he certainly never anticipated that there would be an international, international outrage over it. And so he comes back to the U.S. for the 70th anniversary of the United Nations, September 20, uh, 2015, uh, with a proposal. He spoke at the General Assembly of the United Nations, and he basically articulated his proposal. His proposal was that a new uh, international coalition, an anti-ISIS coalition modeled after the anti-Hitler coalition, should be formed. And what, what he means is, because the Soviet Union was part of the anti-Hitler coalition, the Soviet Union got to be a superpower and got to, got to have Eastern Europe. He wants the same thing. He wants to enter into this coalition with the United States and get to be a superpower again and also take parts of the world that he wants, which is not necessarily former Soviet territories, but certainly what, he, what he's already taken and, and some more. Okay. Um, Obama didn't even meet with him. He was completely snubbed. And so he, he went back to Moscow humiliated, uh, untended to, and Russia started bombing Syria a week later and has been ever since. And the war, uh, Russia's participation in the war in Syria is basically an attempt to blackmail the United States into giving Russia its superpower status back. I think we missed in, um, back in September of 2004, uh, Beslan, and huh. what it represented and um, why it, what's important to understand about um, what was going on there. That was Beslan, the, the siege of a, of a school in the south of Russia uh, where nearly 1,000 people were taken hostage and then more than 300 people died, most of them children. As we learned, uh, thanks to an independent investigation uh, carried out over the next couple of years, the deaths of those children were really 
the FSB is doing, their, uh, the federal troops' um, fault. They, they shelled the, the school at point-blank range. They fired at it from tanks. Uh, a lot of the children who burned alive burned alive because of a fire uh, that raged because the school was, uh, was shelled at, at point-blank range. Uh, I think that they were trying to do everything to maximize the number of casualties, to maximize the shock effect. It's also possible that, uh, that they, they were just so inhumane that they would just do it without even having that goal in mind. Uh, but um, uh, Putin used Beslan as a pretext for can canceling gubernatorial elections. He framed it as an anti-terrorism measure. And I mean, it was a cynical move because clearly his very detailed decree on canceling gubernatorial elections had been prepared before uh, Beslan happened. But at the same time, it also expresses, I think, his basic belief that anything democratic is always messy. And the way to respond to, to extreme violence and to extreme disorder is to create more dictator, dictatorial powers. So now my last question, which is, are we at war? Is he at war with us? He is. Uh, the, the Putin has portrayed, and Russian, Kremlin-controlled Kremlin Russian media have portrayed both the wars in Ukraine and the war in Syria as proxy wars against the United States. Russia is not, does not perceive itself as being at, uh, at war with Ukraine. It, it perceives itself as being at war with the United States by proxy of Ukraine. And it certainly doesn't perceive itself as being at war with ISIS, even though it says that it's firing at ISIS fighters. It perceives itself as being at war with forces that are backed by the United States in, in Syria. And they're quite open about it uh, on, on television. And it would be beneath Russia's station to go to war with Syria or to go to war with Ukraine. Only the United States is big enough to go to war against, and only the United States is grand enough to mobilize people enough to, to have the kind of popularity that Putin has come to depend upon. That's the true genius of America. The struggle and the progress. That America can change. You are not cattle, you are men. Our union can be perfected. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. What we've already achieved gives us hope. The times we were told that we can't for what we can and must achieve tomorrow. Yes, we can. You have the love of humanity in your hearts. A new sense of common purpose. Yes, we can. And a democracy was saved. Yes, we can. A man touched down on the moon. A wall came down in Berlin. Let us use that power. Fight to fulfill that promise. America can change. Let us fight to free the world. Yes, we can. But there's so much more to do. Let us ask ourselves. If our children should live to see the next century, what change will they see? This is our chance to answer that call. What progress will we have made? This is our moment. This is our time.